My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. An Erio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers. This is our mailbag episode where we read your reviews and play your voicemails and read your emails if applicable. I am Ali Siegel. I am Melissa Stetton. And I producer Maria. Do we have any uh do we have any reviews of note? No, and you know what? You guys are so close to a thousand that it's like go time, you guys. you I think you're at United States reviews. I think you're at 976. So if you haven't uh, done it, come, you guys, come on, just let's go, let's go. It's go time for the, Christmas. That's right. Yes. Can you leave a, a review twice? Can you review more than no. once? No. No. Oh shit. So yeah, if you haven't done it yet, it's it's time. It's time. The call has been sent. It's time to put on your yes. cape and your mask yeah. and fly <laughs> and and fly to save the day. <laughs> yes. Uh, Melissa, I mean, Maria, what a cool shirt you're wearing. This is my mom's James Taylor tour short shirt from like 1993. Yeah, that's awesome. And what it is, it's all his songs in pictograph form. Oh, um, wow. So it's like Shower the People, Sun and Moon. Oh, wow. Uh, Steamrollers over here. Uh, Country Road, you got um, uh, Rockabye, Sweet Baby James. So it's a lot of fun. If you guys want to see this, just get on Patreon. Get on Patreon. That is, yeah, that is a great, a great one shirt. Of I bet it's, one of the perks. <laughs> I, I also bet it's worth a pretty penny if you were to I sell that I on looked. eBay. Let me look. Let's see. James Taylor Pictograph Sweatshirt Tour. Let's see. What? It's like $100,000. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's always like go. it goes either way. It's always so expensive or it's like nine, $19. And you're like, Seeing as though it's not coming up easily, this could be one of the most, the rarest. Yes. Shirts the rarest. <laughs> yes. The rarest James Taylor tour sweatshirt of all time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. It's out of stock. It was $100. Oh. So it's not. It's probably like how much it would cost to buy it today. Like even like, have you, do you go to yeah. uh, if you ever been to a concert and you're trying to buy like an, an a Beyonce shirt and it's like two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. at the place? It's crazy. well, you got to get the shirt because if you get the sweatshirt, then you're out of money because the sweatshirt yeah. is always like forty dollars more. And you're just it's, like, it's, okay. it's insane. You cannot buy merch anymore except for web crawlers merch, and except- it's on sale right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we should do a web crawlers. Ta- sweatshirt that's like this and it says uh, web various crawlers episodes. various episodes and then the, each pictograph is of a different episode yes oh, oh my god yes great. i will i will get on it for the red lobster one <laughs> yeah. yes the like watcher a, would be like a ufo letters, ufos big the watcher oh is just a picture of my face yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that'll be for your silly school <laughs> Elisa Lamb in a water tank. That's dark. No, that's yeah. We'll, 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 that <laughs> we'll make them a little more. We'll, we'll keep them on the lighthearted side. We'll keep them light. Let's get into these voicemails. Hi, uh, my name is Liz. Uh, this message is for the web crawlers. Um, Long time listener, first time caller. Um, I was just listening to the Boy in the Walls podcast episode. And Allie shared a, a story about her friend that got really drunk and went into the wrong apartment. <laughs> well, that happened to me. Oh my God, <laughs> a lot of really people. Drunk one. I was the one, so it was my freshman year of college and I lived in a suite. So I had one room with my roommate and then we had a connecting bathroom and then the other room had three girls in it. And this one girl, <laughs> he, like I was sleeping and my roommate was sleeping at like 3 a.m. And I wake up to my roommate screaming like bloody murder. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I sat up and my roommate like sat up and there, she's just like frozen staring at this shape at like the end of her bed. Oh my and she God. had a lofted bed. So it was this girl like halfway climbed up her bed oh. and she had like grabbed her foot, I guess. Oh. I don't really know. And so my roommate was like not saying anything and I was like, dude, like, and her name was Rachel. Shout out to Rachel if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but I was like, Rachel, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, this bitch is in my bed. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's not your bed. bed. This is not your room. She's like, this is my room. Like, what are you doing in here? And I was like, no, Rachel, this is like 408. You live in 409. Like, go to bed. And she's just like, no, this is 409. And... <laughs> about it but never said anything about it afterwards 
Anyways, that's my little story. Um, <laughs> I really hope Rachel is an active listener of the web crawlers. Um, anyways, bye. Thanks. That's so funny. That's so funny. Oh my god! Wow, it's, I'm I'm surprised at how common like that. that is. I'm surprised I've never done that. I know, me too. Seriously, <laughs> this bitch is in my bed. <laughs> hey, Love Crawlers. This is Anna. Um, I have kind of a story about this time that I saw a killer clown. I don't know if it was oh. killer, but I just listened to your podcast your uh, episode about clowns. So this was back in like back in 2016. Um, my friends and I were sophomores in high school and it was like around Halloween and we were having a party and we were having a bonfire outside. It lived on this intersection of like a small country road. So tons of trucks were going by. Somehow we decided we were going to throw marshmallows into the beds of trucks. You know, just as high schoolers do. Super fun. Um, most of them went in because it was at a stop sign too. This one truck came by. One was like this red beat down truck. So you know, we threw a marshmallow into the bed of it and stopped. Little did we know, a freaking clown popped out of the back of the truck. I think they hit it or something. And he just like stands up in the back of the truck and like. I don't think he said anything that he might have, but we all ran inside screaming. And we're like, what the heck is this guy laying in the bed of the truck just randomly and we happened to throw a marshmallow at him? <laughs> Weird. So I ran inside, told my friend's mom, and then we looked outside and this truck went down, turned around, and then we drove slowly past our house again. It was terrifying. And that is my scary clown story. Bye. That's terrifying like why is, is a clown scary. laying in the bed of a truck <laughs> yeah i don't i don't <laughs> like questions it. i don't like it but wow. that poor clown he was just laying there and then this soft just pillowy marshmallow <laughs> comes flying at his face i love marshmallows <laughs> yeah i love s'mores i do oh. too hello this message is for the web crawlers this is onesie this is my second time calling in. I am the host of Shit My Dad Says. Oh! oh. <laughs> Next time I'm going to have a jingle prepared, but um, <laughs> I don't. So, as a reminder, in episode one of Shit My Dad Says, he got into a champagne drinking contest, flew across the country, got in a boat, so oh, right. thought the plane crashed. So um, yes. <laughs> before I get into episode two, a few fact checks from my father because <laughs> I let him listen to the oh, no. voice message that I left. Oh, no. And he uh, wanted me to let you know that one, he was flying to San Juan, not, not somewhere on the West Coast. Um, and two, that he had many, many Bloody Marys at the airport before getting on said plane. Um, Glad you I don't know if he felt emasculated by the champagne, champagne. or what. Um, so, it's not champagne. Episode one and now episode two. Shit, my dad says, let's get into it. So, <laughs> when I was very young, we all gathered at my grandparents' house, which is a pretty small three-bedroom, two-bath house for, um, I want to say, a funeral. Um, 
and there's a lot of family members there and everyone was trying to get ready and it was kind of chaotic and <laughs> I'm not sure exactly why, but something happened with the water where a bunch of people had showered and gotten ready, but <laughs> there were a few stragglers, including my dad. Um, so being a tiny, small lake town in South Carolina, one of their friends said, hey, send them over here to shower. So my dad goes, showers, whatever, we go to the funeral, flash forward to the next day. Um, and I'm talking to my dad and he points out the house that he went and showered at. And uh, <laughs> my aunt says, well, that's not her house, the one that you offered. Um, so my dad showered in a stranger's house and uh, <laughs> we couldn't stop laughing. We looked at him. We said, what did you say? He apparently had just thrown a towel over his shoulder, walked over there and knocked on the door. And when they answered, he says, here for my shower. And these people just let him in. What? I mean, you believe this was obviously. What? Okay, there's a part two. Oh Here my for God. my shower. <laughs> Come right in. Okay, this part one. Two? That's insane. Hi, it's Lindsay again for the web crawlers. Um, I'm doing that kind of call of shame because we're so close. So close to getting my whole segment in in one phone call and my goal moving forward will be to always do so but I was saying obviously this was the super late 80s early 90s when some stranger just lets my dad in to shower at his house and that's the thing (laughs) here for my shower he said Um, so segment three is actually much more exciting involves um, more international travel with my dad it's a pretty wild story so call back in soon um again this is Lindsay, host of shit my dad says starring <laughs> my dad um also i'm from charleston south carolina murdoch murders anybody oh um the murdochs mandy matney has an amazing podcast on the topic so yes. let's talk about it um, shit, my dad says segment three coming soon. I love <laughs> you, wait. ladies. You're my favorite bimbos in all the land. <laughs> Can't wait for the third episode of Shit My Dad Says. That's insane. Yeah. Here for my shower. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. He must be here for a shower. I don't. I guess if you say with enough conviction and you just go, yeah, look, like, I'm supposed sure. to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. That's how when like at concerts and stuff, if like I had tickets for like bad seats, I'd be like, oh, I'm I would just show my to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm in the front. Like people just let you in. If you have confidence and you're supposed oh, to be somewhere. Confidence is everything. Do whatever you want. That's how Craig and I got into the uh, Chateau Marmont uh, penthouse party. <laughs> oh, that's right. Craig just said, <laughs> what do you me- do? He just said uh, we just went up to the woman with the list and he just said, he said a last name and they looked and they said, it's not there. And he said, Oh, we were added late. And they looked at each other and they, and, and we, he, she, he, they just let us in. Wow. Amazing. There we were. There you go. We, there yeah, we were. Who's going to be like, well, wait a minute. You're gonna be like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. We came all this way. You're not going to let yeah. us in. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Next message. Hi, this is for the web crawlers. Um, 
I called once before, but I was intoxicated, so <laughs> I'm not really sure what that message was about. Um, but I wanted to send a new one. I was really nervous my last time, and this time I'm feeling a little bit better. So I wanted to talk about this thing that happened to me. I want to say it was like four-ish years ago. Um, my mom had a sister who died very young. Like Aww. she was like, I want to say 15 or 16 and she died in a car accident. And, um, <clears throat> anyways, it's like kind of a thing that my family talks about, but not really. So I went to my grandparents' house a couple years ago and they have this basement that is just like full of shit. Like it is crazy. It is like quarters down there. It's a little scary, honestly. And the stairs leading down to the basement are, like, like hard. I don't know what, like, they're, like, stone. Like, um, and I was walking down there because that's where they do their laundry. And my grandparents are super old now, and they can't do their laundry. So I was doing it for them. And I was walking down with the big basket. And then I did the laundry, and I came back up. And as I was walking up, I started to, like, fall backwards. Oh. And if I would have fallen down the stairs, like, I would have died. And as I'm falling backwards, I feel, like, hands, like, hands on my back kind of push me up and, like, re-steady me. And I thought, like, there was nobody down there with me, but I thought it might have been my mom. And when I turned around, there was, like, nobody there. But I swear there were, like, two hands on my back that held me up from falling. Whoa. And, um, yeah, I talked to my mom about it, and she was like, bro, that, like... That's my sister. I know it is. Um, yeah, it was super crazy. And, yeah, like, every time I think about it, I get chills. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And I love your podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Dang. I believe it. That's crazy. That's Angelica, Angelica Counters. Counters. Yeah. <laughs> it's an Angelica Counters story. <laughs> that's wild that's a really wild feeling i bet to like just i mean i I can't imagine something that physical like actually feeling that yeah yep okay next message hey this is for uh web crawlers i guess this is kind of synchronicity but not really i don't really know uh my friend therese says that it's just that i have powers (laughs) there's a couple of things that have happened over my last i guess my wife kind of but like my wife. I suddenly think of somebody that I haven't talked to in a real long time and then like figure I should reach out to them. In one of the cases, I had to do like a lot of digging. I had really lost track of this person in my life and I finally got a hold of her and I just randomly had thought of her. And then when I finally got a hold of her, she had just got of like a, a really abusive relationship and was really glad that I had reached out and blah, blah, blah. And then another one was I kept seeing a vehicle around that was the van that a friend of mine had driven in high school. And I was like, huh, well, I should check and see if everything's all right with her. And I messaged her, and she assured me that everything was all right. And then about a week later, she called me and actually admitted that her and her husband were getting a divorce. And again, this, these people just kind of pop into my mind or something reminds me of them or I'm given yeah. some sort of sign or whatever and then I message them and it's usually that something bad was happening uh yeah I don't know it's kind of weird I've never tried to hone it or anything but it 
is just something that happens from time to time. Uh, the only other thing I have is I'm from Wisconsin, and I have never been able to finish the episode that you guys did on uh, you did on Ed, Ed Dean because I cannot listen to you mispronounce his name. Oh no! What did we Gein. say? His name is Ed Gein. Oh, Gein. I just, Gein. I could never finish that episode. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh I'm so sorry. It's pronounced Ed Gein? Who I've always knew, heard Ed apparently. Gein. Me too. Maybe it's just time to say Ed e. G. Ed yeah, G. G. And then Ed. I'm telling you, I've watched documentaries and they say Ed Gein. Yeah, me too. Gein, Gein. You know, you can't gain anything from being too picky about how we pronounce Ed Gain. <laughs> the, the, the famous saying. <laughs> the famous saying. Ed Gain, how to pronounce. All right, we're going to. Okay, here we go. Ed Gain. Oh, fuck. Ed fuck. Gain. Ed Gain. God, fuck. stop saying it. Yeah, wow. okay, right. we get it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like Sorry. she's progressively getting more intense about it. It's yeah. Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Fuck. Well, sorry, guys. Our bad. <laughs> sorry. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, this is a message for, uh, or this is a message for the web crawlers. Um, my name is Siobhan. I have been listening for like over a year and I'm obsessed and at my peak of like listening all of the backlog of episodes, I had some dreams about being roommates with Allie and Melissa. Um, <laughs> so anyways, so fun. I, um, I'm listening to an episode and someone just uh, left a review saying that they don't want to hear any more synchronicity stories. And Melissa agreed. And I kind of sighed a sigh of relief because I hope that means less people will be calling in with synchronicity uh, stories because, guys, like, they're not all... Not everything is synchronicity. Some things are just, like, coincidental numbers. Anyway, uh, I'm calling in. I have a spooky, weird um, story that happened to me years ago that I never had any explanation for, and I kind of wanted to hear what you guys thought. So there was this patch of woods near my house where I grew up. Um, I grew up in Canada, in New Brunswick, on the East Coast, and... um, there was this patch of woods, like, I lived, my high school was about a block away from where I lived, so I was, like, really close to the school, and between me and the school was this patch of woods that I would walk through every morning to get to school, um, and then, like, walk through every day on my way home from school, um, and it was, like, an area, like, a little patch of woods where, like, the bad kids would smoke, and so I was kind of, like, scared of it when I was younger, cool. and then, like, in high school, it kind of became... I don't know, it was like a peaceful, weird, I don't know, like little, like just place that um, since then I've had like numerous recurring dreams about. Dreams were like, I'm on the precipice of entering this patch of woods, but I would, I don't go in because like it's either scary or something magical is happening or like um, I know that there are like creatures in it, but I need to get through. Anyways, I have lots of dreams about this little patch of woods. And then years ago, I was in this, like, bad relationship, and I was living back home for a summer, and this guy and I, like, he had just broken up with me, and then I, like, for some reason told him about um, how I have these recurring dreams about this patch of woods and how it always creeped me out, and he, it was, this was midnight, and he was like, let's go. And so we go no. to this patch of woods late at night that I would always have, like, nightmares and creepy dreams about. And it kind of felt like, oh, if I cross through this, this, I don't know, this path, like, will I alter my future dreams? Like, I'm always afraid of entering it at night in my dreams. So Leave there's a part two. Hi, this is Siobhan calling for part two of my calls uh, to the web callers. I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to get cut off. It was inevitable. And I um, am glad that, that part is over. So <laughs> where was I in the story? Um, so this guy and I, we show up at midnight at this like little um, like patch of woods that I would always have recurring dreams about. 
And we walked through the woods after midnight, and this was like April 2013, I think. And it felt significant for some reason. It felt like I could, um, like, I don't know, like I was altering these recurring dreams somehow. Wow. Um, and so we walked through the woods, and like eventually we got too deep, and I was like, mm, this is creepy. Um, and so, so not, okay, so it's a patch, of, it's a little patch of woods that then opens up into a soccer field. And then across the end of the soccer field is like a, the rest of the woods. It's like, um, park, Centennial Park. Um, and so we were walking through Centennial Park woods. I wanted to go back. We went back. And then as we were coming back, um, to the opening of like this big soccer field, I see this thing in the distance that, so it, it wasn't a, a it wasn't a light, but it looks, it was a very light object from far away that looked like a, like a, a light orb hovering over the, the ground, like hovering over the field. And at first I was like, am I looking at like a deer from afar? And like, all I can see is the white crest of its chest or something. Like I was trying to rationalize, but it wasn't moving naturally. It was floating. And it wasn't windy, so I try, I also ruled out like it wasn't a floating piece of trash, like I don't think. Um, and so me and this dude were like, "What the fuck is that?" And then it just like floated from one end of the soccer field to the other, like in, into what? the woods. Um, so what do you think that is? This is like pretty rural um, UFO maritime Canada. So like we do have I don't know alien sightings and stuff, but. I don't know what that was. Um, so please, like, give me your, uh, what is it, zoo, zoo crypto knowledge of yeah. the supernatural <laughs> or the surreal. Um, this is the first time I'm ever leaving a message, like a phone call message for any um, podcast or any, like, radio show or anything. So radio. fingers crossed that I Hell do yeah. not hate the sound of my voice when I inevitably hear this. Give Love you, girls, voice. so much. Um, see you in my dreams. Bye. <laughs> see you in my dreams. That sounds like a threat. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what that could be. I don't know. Uh, a floating orb. Um, ghost. A pack of fireflies. 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 Cana- Canadian fireflies? floating orb. <laughs> Firefly ball. <laughs> It was a Cana- one of those Canadian orbs. Glowing green orbs seen over... This is a CBC thing. I've, I've, I guess people are seeing glowing green orbs. Well, you can also buy a go. glowing green orb. <laughs> you could buy them. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, scary. Scary, yeah, scary, scary. stuff. Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. Don't go into the woods at nighttime. You're going to see some freaky shit. I found another pronunciation of Ed Uh-oh. Gein, by the way. Oh, it's going to say Bigfoot stick. It's going to say something. No, no, no. Oh, I swear. No. no, wait, hold. How do I? Oh, no. Okay, so I guess it could be pronounced either way because this is the other way it can be pronounced. Hold on a minute. Bigfoot has a dick the size of Massachusetts. That's what I thought. That's Say it one more, t- one more time just so oh, okay. we can get it right. Okay. Bigfoot has a dick the size of Massachusetts. Okay. It was okay. Okay. So ba- good to know. Good to know. Clears everything up. Yeah. You can do it both ways. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> God damn it, Maria. 
I miss those. I miss you doing that. I honestly really missed you doing that. You could say it either way. So yeah, you can say it both ways. Okay, well, got to move on. (laughs) Hi, this message is for the web crawlers. Listener since the beginning and first time calling in and contributing. So Ooh, hi. A lot of um, two things today. really quick. The first, I was just listening to a mailbag episode um, where Allie's best friend said that she barfed while driving one time. And it reminded me of this story. No, I barfed where, while driving um, one time. I was <laughs> driving home from my mom's house. And I was telling a story on the phone to my friend about how hard I was laughing at my mom's house about something and um, I laughed so hard telling the story that I grew up into my lap while driving. <laughs> That's <so> fun. <laughs> That's fun. That's number one. Um, and then number two, um, I have kind of an urban legend. I went to high school in Hillsborough, Oregon, which is a suburb of Portland. And um, there's this rural area kind of northwest and there's a train trestle called Big Road, but we all call it high school. Anyway, you drive um, underneath it and shut up the headlights, and it's terrifying um, and cruel. Um, and then you can drive up and walk along the train trestle. The legend is that a bunch of teenagers, you know, in years past, had hung themselves in the train trestle, and so when you park underneath it, you're supposed to, like, see their bodies. The numerous times that I did it, I never saw any bodies, but I always looked and was very spooked. Um, anyway, that's it. That's my contribution. Um, thanks so much. I love the show. Bye. Wait, she was saying that ki- there's urban legend that kids would hang themselves over this train thing? It sounded like she was at an airport <laughs> waiting for it. It's hard to hear. <laughs> okay. Okay, next message. Hello. This message is for the web crawlers. This is Allie S. Um, and I'm catching up on my drive home. And I just was listening to the episode about female serial killers. Um, and, of course, you guys mentioned Aileen Warnos. And mm. I have... Um, a lot of connection to her, but I went to school in Daytona Beach and most of her killings happened, you know, in Volusia County or that's where she picked people up. So I know a lot of the spots and places. I'm really familiar with all the places she went to, but that's actually not my reason for calling. Um, you guys are talking about like, you know, how women kind of weren't really fitting the mold of what people thought serial killers were or, you know, there's this idea, you know, this guy in the Midwest and, you know, he's, looking for sexual gratification and all this other stuff. Um, and I was thinking back to your DC Sniper episode, and I wanted to say something, like call in and say something then, but I wasn't sure if someone had already brought it up, so I hope I'm not being redundant. But, you know, the DC Snipers were actually more serial killer than, you know, terrorist attack or, you know, just random mass shooter. Um, a lot of people think, and I think some of Maybe John Allen Muhammad's reason. I think that's his name. Um, the main guy, Muhammad's reason. I forget what he had told, but, you know, he had said, oh, it's because of, you know, whatever. And I think he convinced Lee Boyd Malvo to do it because he made it something that was a religious thing. And Lee Boyd Malvo didn't have all the figures. And John uh, Muhammad was that to him. So he kind of, you know, latched onto him and kind of listened to what he said. I mean, he was 17. And he was very, very, very much manipulated. 
But the reason that Muhammad, uh, John Muhammad, wanted to do these things was not based on any religion, was not based on any ideology of any kind. It was because he wanted to kill his ex-wife. And he had a history of, you know, domestic violence. And his wife, you know, he took his kids. I think he's, he might be from Barbados or from another island. I forget which one exactly. He took his children and she couldn't see her kids for years. And there was nothing that they could do because they were still married and there was no custody agreement. And she was scared for her life. She lived in a um, women's shelter and he was still in the following her there. So his whole reason for randomly shooting people was so that he would go to a place where his wife was and shoot her and she would just be another random victim of the DC sniper and not of John Malvo. Part two. Hi, uh, this is for the web callers, Alice S again. Um, I just want to kind of finish my thing. I'm, uh, it's going to be real quick, but yeah, I wish it was kind of like brought up more about him being kind of like a serial killer. He wanted to make it so random that if his wife died, it would just be such a random thing that um, no one would link it to him. It would just be a DC sniper, a sniper thing. And mm-hmm. actually, you guys said, like, you know, his, the first known shooting, what was it, like, in a Michaels? That's where they first met him and his wife. Wow. Uh, and she has a book about it, too, that's really, really good. So, so yeah. Also, I do have a little bit of connection. Or I know a little bit about the BAU unit and stuff like that. Criminal Minds. I can talk more about. Um, it's something that's slowly, slowly dying, and the FBI is not really looking to hire anybody or make it any bigger. They're kind of looking to bring it down. I think that, yeah, that's the end of that. All right. Okay, interesting points. Interesting point. Okay, next message. Hey, web crawlers. Uh, my name's Elena. I live in Salt Lake City right now. Um, and I'm calling in about a school bus thing, which, like, honestly, I'm pretty sure your inbox is going to become, like, 99% school bus stories <laughs> just by December. Um, but this one doesn't have a child death or, uh, like, serious injury. So, you know, buckle in. But, like, don't buckle in too hard because it's fine. <laughs> anyway... So I started riding the bus when I was five years old. I was in kindergarten and we had this bus driver who the only thing I really remember about her is that she was a white lady with really curly red hair. Um, so that her hair was very cool. And the first indication that something was kind of weird is that I, uh, <laughs> I missed my stop, which like is kind of my fault because I was a huge bookworm. So I was like reading a book and I was really small. So I was kind of down in my seat. And so when we passed my stop, I didn't notice and she didn't notice. Um, and it wasn't until we stopped at the bus barn at the end of the line that she started, uh, to get off the bus and I kind of peeked my head out. She, <laughs> I don't know what she said. I know it was like a bad word or something. So she might have been like, ah, oh, fuck or something like that. Um, but I assume she just looked back and saw this little tiny head sticking out from behind the seats and realized that she had forgotten me. Uh, oh, so I no. had ridden not just past my stop, but just for another hour until oh, she got no. all the way back to the bus barn. And I don't know if my mom called the school or anything. I guess she must have been freaking out. Um, but I did eventually get back to my stop. 
and everything was fine. And then, so like, you know, she's, I don't know, maybe doesn't notice things super well because the next thing that happened, and this was the same year, was a girl a year or two older than me was kidnapped from the stop. Uh, she was picked up by somebody who wasn't in her family and all of that. And it was really, really scary for a few weeks. Um, she's God. fine. She ended up being found unharmed and reunited with the family. So it wasn't, it, it, it was all okay. Um, only the bus driver is supposed to stay until the kids were picked up, especially when we were that young. Cause she would have been like seven years old. Um, one funny thing about that though is, uh, at that age, I mostly assumed that if you got kidnapped, you would be murdered because sure. obviously, right? And, uh, I actually didn't hear anything about her for years and years because she was a couple of years ahead of me in school. And I, I mean, I guess her parents didn't send her to go back on the bus after she was kidnapped from the yeah, bus no stop, shit. which makes sense. Um, so like I looked her yeah. up. This is part two. Hey, this is Elena for Web Crawlers again. Uh, I just uh, was in the middle of my story. This will probably be two or three parts. Um, but anyway, so the girl was kidnapped. Uh, I didn't know what had happened. And like a decade later, I uh, I looked her up, you know, with the year and our school and like the word kidnapped or whatever. And I found out that she had been found safe, like, honestly, like a few days later. And, you know, I, I talked to my mom and I was like, hey, mama, like... This Mama. girl, it turns Mama. out she was okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, I knew that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Why didn't anybody tell me? I thought she was dead. And my mom was like, I just assumed you'd forget. It's like, I was on the same bus stop. She was like two stops before me. Like, I was not going to just forget that a girl was kidnapped, even if I was five years old. Uh, but anyway, sorry, that's like two strikes against this bus driver is that she did not notice I was still on the bus. And then she did not notice that this girl was just not going home with someone who was her family. And so then, like, I think it must have been the second half of the year or something. Um, the kids in the back of the bus, like probably the fifth graders, were being really annoying as kids are, right? They were shouting and jumping around and all of that. And she was telling them, you know, I, I, I promise you, if you keep doing that shit, I'm going to stop this bus and I'm going to walk you back to school. And of course, they keep doing it. Um, and so she pulls over into a neighborhood. She stops the bus. She goes back and she grabs the kid by his shirt and marches him off the bus. And, like, the thing about the school bus is it doesn't, the doors don't close after you leave if you have the keys. So the doors were completely open. It was a bunch of kids just shell-shocked on a bus in the middle of a neighborhood while she literally walked this child back to school. And, I mean, we can't have been that far away, but, like, she wasn't driving. She was walking. So it probably took her 15, 20 minutes to get back to the school. Oh and my God. we what? never saw her again. From our perspective, basically a half hour after this happened, uh, a man that we didn't know came, got on our bus, and drove us the rest of our route. Um, so I assume that she was fired for just leaving a bus full of children on the yeah. side of the road. Yeah. I yeah. Very nothing yeah. bad happened to the rest of us. Um, but I thought y'all would find that interesting and hopefully a little funny because who the fuck does that? Anyway, that was a show, you guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Wow.
That's bus crazy. drivers. Bus drivers be crazy. They be wild and out, man. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. Just leaving a bus full of kids with a door <laughs> wide open. She seems like a rageaholic. She she met yeah. her limit and was like, "We're getting the fuck out of here. I don't care what happens. You're rageaholic. We're getting the fuck out of here." Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well. That's it. That's the last voicemail. That is it, guys. Uh, well, please keep calling. We love it. Also, I would love if anyone is a bus driver to call in and just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, let us know what the vibe is, What's what the protocol like? is, what you have to do to become a bus driver. Right. What's the background? It check seems. On that? It seems like a high stress job. You know, yeah. of all the stories we're hearing, we're hearing about how for th- this becomes a stressful a stressful place, a workplace. I can hardly drive uh, my Prius around, so I can't imagine. <laughs> now imagine your bus. Prius the backseat being filled with kids. Yeah, oh. no no thanks, buddy. Um all right. Well, I am Ali Siegel. I am Melissa Stetton. and I producer Maria. Bye guys. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.